Welcome everyone, it's Dr. Mike Reed from Chiropractic Masters International. Welcome to our Master Talk. And uh, on this Master Talk, we have Dr. Kathy Wenland Colby, who's gonna be talking about essentials of branding your communication. So Kathy, I wanna welcome you on board of this Master Talk, and this is a brand new platform. I've decided to go everything video because it's more interactive. People can actually put a name to the face, get to know you. And this way we can always put annotations and, and different things on our, on our videos. So first of all, Kathy, welcome to our Master Talk. Thanks for being on. Absolutely, thanks for having me, Mike. Well, you know, this is, this is really important talking about um, branding your communication because, you know, I had this, this experience where I was branding myself as, you know, a, a chiropractic coach, but I realized, um, and I've really branded myself over the last number of years and changed that to a business strategist, because really that's what I was doing. And it was a business strategist uh, for chiropractors. And at one time, I even put the number a seven-figure business strategist, but that was a misbrand because I was actually turning people off. I realized that some doctors didn't want to you know, think of themselves as seven figures, where that, to me, was sort of an end-stage sort of goal. And I actually had to remove that. So what I did is I sort of pulled it back and, and created the business, number one business strategist for chiropractors. And that's how I started to brand myself. And as soon as I did that, boy, I had, I had a massive change in the sort, of, um, the sort of response I got from doctors. And it really helped me sort of solidify my brand. So Kathy, what I'd like to do, I'd like to start this talk by letting the viewers know, because this is gonna go around the world to our podcast, there's a lot of people know who you are as one of the most powerful female leaders in our profession. And, you know, I've, I've been watching you for years and really want to pay homage to you because you're just an amazing, powerful lady. We need more of you. We really do as an inspiration to the younger doctors who are coming up low, but also, you know, to help move this profession forward and get more women to represent our profession. I think that's so needed. So let's talk a little bit about you, who you are, where you practice. Let's talk about how you've evolved over the last couple of years. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk a little bit about me because often I talk about you. I talk about you and your practice and how you're going to succeed. Um, but I will tell you this. I've been in practice since 1999. I, right now I practice in Woodstock, Georgia, which is right outside of Life University. And I've been very instrumental with the League of Chiropractic Women since it started back in 2012. I've served on the board since the inaugural event. I'm actually one of the vice presidents. And through the LCW, the League of Chiropractic Women, what we realize is there's a lot of women out there who have great stories to tell, who have successful practices, who have a vision that's way bigger than themselves, but have felt like their voice isn't loud enough, isn't strong enough, isn't accepted, because maybe they practice a little bit differently than other people. I love that you started off by saying you looked at your brand and you changed it, and then you changed it again. Because oftentimes we lead with what we think the public wants from us, or we lead right. with what we think our target market wants, right? Everybody wants a seven-figure practice, or so we think. But there's a lot of people out there that don't want to feel like they're leading with that hand. They want to feel like they're leading with their service hand, and they want the money hand to come next. So being able to change ourselves and modify as the times change and as our target market changes is, is so important and it's key to our success. You have to be able to adapt. And I think that's what has made you a success. I think that's what has made me and my ability to influence the women around me and the men. You know, it's not, I don't just speak to women, but I absolutely coach women. So I have to talk about where I kind of 
came across my ability to influence people. About nine years ago, a little bit more than nine years ago, I was pregnant with my son, and I was teaching aerobics, and I was practicing, I was seeing patients, and people kept asking me, when are you going to stop teaching? When are you going to stop adjusting? Now, my standard answer was, I'm not sick, I'm pregnant, right? Like, why would I stop? But people were looking at me with this dumbfounded look. You know, like, what do you mean you're, you're not sick, you're, you're just pregnant? You're pregnant, it's a weak state, you should be on bed rest. And the more I heard these responses, the more I realized, you know, my, my lifetime saying, if it is to be, it's up to me. I had to make a difference. And that's where Educated Pregnancy was born. And we started educating women around the world how to have a healthier pregnancy by living the chiropractic lifestyle. And we introduced them to chiropractors all around the world, and we got 7 million families under, you know, this healthy lifestyle so that they could have a healthier pregnancy and natural birth, better birth outcomes, and natural parenting. But just like you, Mike, I had to evolve because I knew that wasn't where I wanted to stay forever. Right. You can't be 50 or 60 or 70 years old and still only be talking about one thing for me. And I knew there was more that I wanted to talk about. And what I realized is, for me, it's about communication and it's about branding your communication, making sure that you're able to deliver the right message to the right person every single time. And that's what I'm all about, is teaching docs exactly how to do that. So how do you identify your brand? I mean, you know, I know I, I went through my experience, but what I want the listeners to hear is, how do you define your brand? And I always come to sort of blue ocean strategy, the purple cow, Kathy, you know what I mean by that, yeah, is absolutely. how do you find your uniqueness and, and be different than everybody else? I think the best thing to do is to sit down and absolutely be honest with yourself. And look, I do entire weekends on how to really narrow down what your brand is. And I work with a lot of students. And the first thing I always tell people is first and foremost, you have to be honest with yourself. So, for example, if you're a student and you're thinking that you want to go open your own practice, but the thought of taking out garbage or asking people for money or handling QuickBooks accounts or hiring and firing and talking to accountants and payroll specialists just makes you crazy, then be honest with yourself. You don't belong opening a practice because you're opening a business, right? right? So no matter what it is, whatever endeavor you're looking at, if it's branding yourself, if it's figuring out whether or not to take the next step in your business life, you have to be honest with yourself. Who are you? And who do you want people to believe you are, to think you are, to, to think of when they think of you? So when you think of one of the big brands I always like to talk about, and it's not because I use it or ever go there, is McDonald's. Because if I say McDonald's in Italy and I say McDonald's in Amsterdam, I say McDonald's anywhere in the United States or Canada, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what to expect. You know that they got that dollar value menu meal. You know that they've got fries and they've got chicken McNuggets. You know exactly what to expect because they have branded themselves. And then they've changed and changed and changed mm -hmm. the state of the time. They've actually branded very specifically to target specific markets. And so while I don't use their products and I actually teach my kids that that's where sick people go before they go to the hospital, you know, I, I think that their branding has really led people to know exactly what to expect. So when you're thinking about branding yourself, what is it people can expect from you? In the early days of practice, I branded myself as a CBP doc, right? It was based on my technique. Right. Because I thought my technique was what was important to my community. But I realize now that my community 
doesn't necessarily know or care about my technique as much as they want to know how much I care about them. So what, what shift did you have? What change? Where was the evolution to your new uh, The evolution kind of came along as we were growing our practice. And, you know, at one point we tripled our practice in a three-month period. And that's a huge, huge influx of new patients, but it's a huge influx of new work for staff and for a team and making sure that the reports were done and the follow-ups were done, just making sure that everything was completely on track. Um, and in that process, I realized that the old mindset of, Anybody with a spine, who's a good referral for you? Anybody with a spine, right? I would go to networking groups and DNIs and luncheons and business and network. I mean, you you name it, we went to it. Toastmasters and the Rotary Club and the Optimist Club. And anytime I had the opportunity to say who was a good referral for me, I always said that same line we all say, anyone with a spine who wants to start functioning at a higher level. And I realized when we tripled our practice, I didn't want anyone with a spine right? That's not my target market. I don't want the 80% of people who are just going to use us as an aspirin or, or a Band-Aid and then disappear and not come back. Makes sense. 20% of the population who's already making healthy changes in their life. They're eating healthy. They're spending more money on organic foods. They're buying gym memberships. They're paying for personal trainers. They're taking money out of their pocket to go pay for massage therapy and Pilates and right. you know the things that matter to them that are part of a healthy lifestyle that if they just knew about chiropractic, they'd make that little shift. And so that became my target market. And when that became my target market, I decided I had to brand myself to make sure that my target market knew that I was speaking their language and I was the go-to person. So much like I'm going to use example of McDonald's, I know exactly what you mean, how they had to listen to the public, they had to go more organic, like Panera, going more organic in their advertising because that's what the public wants. You found that niche and you shifted, you started to brand yourself and market to that target market and your practice exploded. So, you know, that's really important because some doctors, I agree, they might have like spinal rehabilitation center and, and patient, people don't care about that. They don't want care about spinal rehab because that might be MBA, but if you want that wellness-based practice, it's got to be congruent with the message that you have out there. Yeah, I agree with you. So um, let's just talk about three secrets to maybe defining it. How, if the doctor's listening to this call, how could you, what would you suggest to them to really help define their market? Okay, so I'm gonna tell you one of the things that I do with my students because I teach, I've taught over 5,000 students and I teach the students um, probably five or 600 a year. I have them go and visit three different chiropractor's offices and I have them take a picture from way out by the street from up close to see what's on their windows and then inside the office, which obviously is an excuse for them to go inside and meet a chiropractor, hopefully make a friend, develop yeah. some mental relationships. But one of the things that these students consistently see is people whose windows are labeled up with headache, back pain, neck pain, carpal tunnel, blah, 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 all the way down the window. And then on this side, it says wellness. Yeah. We're talking symptoms on one side, but on the other side, we're talking wellness. There's your contradiction right there. Yeah. It's a huge contradiction because now the public really doesn't know what to expect from you because your branding is so unclear. And let's face it, our branding as a profession is so unclear that people really don't know what to expect when they go to the chiropractor on one street versus the chiropractor on the next. Right. right? Sometimes even two chiropractors practicing in the same office, they don't know what to expect. 
So I think we have to get crystal clear, number one, with ourselves and be honest with ourselves. And our profession really needs to come together and get clear. But for you, as the practicing doctor out there, what you need to do is you need to figure out what message are you really sending right now to your community, to your current patients, to your prospective patients, and what message would you like to send to them to get more of the people you want in your office? So look at your office right now. Look at the patients that come in. Just take a mental picture of, you know, today I saw the, you know, the nagging Nancy and I saw the complaining Kathy and I saw the, you know, this one that's always got something to complain about. And then I saw this one who brought in the entire family of 17 kids that were all under chiropractic care since birth. You know, think about the people that come into your office and who is it that you smile when you see their name you smile when you hear them walking in the front door you're happy when you know that they're coming in tomorrow or they're scheduled for a re-exam in your office who makes you happy and who would you like to have more of in your office and then go after those people figure out what those people do figure out where they eat figure out where they hang out figure out what their social activities are their pastimes the groups and the organizations they're involved in and then see where your message can align with theirs so if you want to see more moms and babies in your office, but you're talking about neck pain, back pain, sciatica, mm. carpal tunnel syndrome, you know, who are you attracting? You're attracting the person that works in an office or works doing construction or works doing a, you know, in a hair salon because that's the person who's thinking neck pain, back pain, sciatica. But if you want those moms and those new babies and the pregnant women in your office, then you need to be talking about vitality and and you know, preventing ear infections and keeping kids healthy throughout the growing phase. So first and foremost, let's talk about who your target market is. Because when we do that, it's so much easier to figure out how to brand your communication into their language, into their value system. And I think that's important is being able to communicate uh, the values and, and, and getting your message across in a layman's term, because you can't be talking CBP and you know all these high technology words that we use as a profession because it's just lost It's got to be dumbed down and very simple for the public to understand Yeah, so one of the things I started off doing a long time ago is I was teaching doctors how to go out and give talks in the community And I've been doing that since 2007 basically we teach them how to give a chiropractic talk to any market they desire Because we just wrap it in a different book cover. It's the same conversation in the middle but the beginning and the end are completely into the value system of your target market. Right. So if you were going to the PTA, you're going to have a conversation that's geared specifically to the PTA to open up intro, and then you get them to the chiropractic part, and then you close by saying, you know, I basically just talked to you about what it is you want to know. Same thing if it's a mom's group or if it's a body shop, like we've got a brand new body shop next to us. So the conversation is exactly what they want to hear, then it's what they need to know, and then you wrap it up by letting them know, we gave you exactly what you need to hear. So that's a way to be able to speak into their value system. And, you know, I, I'm a big person of talking about meeting people where they are. And it's a lot easier to meet people where they are when they're the kind of people you want to meet. Right? If you're, you're trying to meet people where they are and they're all over the spectrum, you know, you've got some people who have never worked out a day in their life, and you've got some people who have taken 400 medications in the last year alone, and then you have some people who have never even bothered to brush their teeth or brush their hair, and then you have some people who are super healthy, super fit, take all of the, the herbal supplements they could possibly get their hands on. If you're trying to reach all those people, 
then your story changes so often people don't know what your brand is. I agree. If you really start to narrow down and say, these are the people I want to meet, the people who are already this, the people who are that. I want the elderly population. I want the pregnant population. I want families. I want the work population. Whatever your target is, whoever you want to fill your practice with more of, figure out what they talk about, what's important to them, what's in their value systems, what do they need from you, why would they seek your care, and then tailor your conversations so that you are meeting their needs. Kathy, you talked about, and I love this because, you know, I think you and I are very similar in our approach to marketing and branding is you talk about the triad of attraction, education, and retention. I love that because really that's how you're going to build a practice. It's one of the frameworks from which I work. We're talking about practice building, um, attraction, education, and retention. So let's just talk about that because that's important when you're uh, communicating your brand as well. I figured out years ago that getting new patients into the office was easy. You know, we'd go into a screening and get 76 new patients scheduled. The That's right. right? Like, yeah. They would show up and my staff would be so overwhelmed, they wouldn't even schedule for a report of findings, right? You have 76 brand new people and they didn't even get scheduled for a report of findings. So we were attracting them. We never got to the step of educating them, so we didn't retain them. Yeah. And so something had to change. And I also knew that I wasn't willing to trust the education portion to somebody else. And I've been there. We've all had those videos that play in our office of somebody yeah. else's talk and somebody else's, the, you know. The, the talking head, the talking head, that's right. right. But you know who people want to hear? They want to hear from you. They want to learn from you. Right. And that's what I figured out a long time ago. So back in 2007, we just started reporting everything. And anything that I could get my hands on, any time I was speaking, Anytime I was teaching a group of patients or teaching a group in, in the gym, we would start recording things so that we could share them with our patients. Because I figured out if I want to educate my patients, they want the education I'm going to give them, right? Because they already know me, they already like me, they already trust me. That's the three big things right there. If they know you, like you, trust you, they're going to come into you. So now once they come into you, if they already know you, like you, trust you, they're going to want to learn from you. So rather than send them off to some video of somebody else, or rather than send them to a different person that was going to teach them, I decided I was going to teach them myself. But I couldn't dedicate that much time, so I had to clone myself. So I started recording everything, and we started using that as part of our patient education. And as we did that, what we saw is that the retention improved. And, and Kathy, I just want to touch on that point and capture that, because that's critical you know, uh, no like and trust before they buy from you. And that's really the sort of what we call right brain conceptual based rapport building that a lot of doctors miss. We get into this left brain logical, I'm going to throw the facts at them and we wonder why the hell am I blowing people out the door? We didn't touch their hearts, right? And I think that's really important because they are in a sense buying you and they have to know, like, and trust. So I think that's a critical point when you're trying to uh, communicate your brand to people that's, that's absolutely, I, I call it foundational now in anything we do through your education process. Yes. And you, you know, if you think back to the early days in your practice and the early days in my practice and everybody listening, there was probably a time where you did things differently than you do now because you thought they were working. But when you realize they didn't work, you either stick with them and continue not having them work or you make the choice to change them. We, in the past, we used to do 45-minute long dissertations, right? They were a doctor's report, but really they were just a talking head explaining right. so much about anatomy and physiology and kinesiology that the people didn't even get it. 
And sometimes I think they just said yes just to get out of that room, right? And then once they got out of that room and they said yes, they didn't stay because they were just inundated with too much information. It was that information overload where they just couldn't make a decision. And we realized that if we really wanted people to understand what we do, we can't throw up on them the first day. And we can't throw up on them the second day either. We've got to give them a little bit and let them digest it. And give them a little bit more and let them digest it. And each time we let them digest it, they come back hungry for more because they want to learn more because we didn't give them so much that their mind just went, okay, I got enough. Right? And so now I've got three and four generations under care of people who continue to come in and ask questions. They're not just full and they got too much. They continue to come in, they continue to ask questions. So it's that opportunity to continually educate them about what it is we do and why more people should be under care, why their family, why their friends, why their coworkers should be under care. Because after all, if that person is my target market and I want more people just like them, I'm going to try to get their family members, their friends, their coworkers, because they're probably some kind of similarity between my patient and the target that I want to reach, right? They're yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's just talk about um, process and outcome. I think you sort of touched about that, but you know, I always talk about um, you, you know the art is really being in the process of, and then doctors they tend to think about, oh, I saw two hundred this week, I saw two fifty, or I converted this many. I mean, that's a reflection of the process, and I want to hear your take on it. So I have this saying: I only see one. You can ask me how many I see. I see. One person, that's it. Because that's the only person that matters. It's the person who's under my hands at that moment right. in time. So I only see one. No matter what you ask me, I see one person. And you have to remember that while you may see 100 this week or 100 this day or 100 in the next two hours, you may be the only one they see. Quite often, you are the only one they see. They don't see other doctors. They don't see other providers. They've done the merry-go-round, and now they've made the choice that they want to let you be their healthcare provider to try to get the results they're looking for. And if you can remember that when you go in that room, that to them, you are the only one. They may be one of a hundred to you, but to them, you are the only one. If you can keep that focus, then you will deliver into them a better quality adjustment, better conversations. You'll make sure that you're actually reaching them and keeping them engaged in a way that will keep them coming back into your office. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you also talked about, and this is important, um, you know, when you talk about PTC and maintaining engagement uh, with brain and that communication, I think that's really important too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get your take on how you maintain that engagement because that's critical. I use a drip process where it's over a period of time and I have cues that actually allow me to remember what to do. How do you do it? So we've tried all different methods and I can tell you that any one that you try is going to work because here's the reality. If you don't do anything, people are going to keep coming in, some of them, right. right? If you do something, if you just try a little bit, more people are going to stay coming in. And if you put the effort into keeping people engaged, then you're going to have more people that are paying attention to what you have to say, keeping you on their calendar, making sure that they come in on a regular scheduled basis and not missing their appointments. So you're going to have a better ability to, to keep them in the office if you try anything. I think the drip system works really good because then you're, you're putting something out to them on a uh, predictable schedule. Right. right. Back in the days with paper, I mean, anybody remember paper? But back in the days with paper files, we had a tickler system, right? And it was 1 through 30, and it was January through December. And you just put people into day 15, 
And then the next month, boom, day 15, there they were again. So we've gotten a lot better at it because of technology. So whether you set up your automatic emails that go out to people or you have an algorithm that sends different emails to different people based on their reaction to what you're doing, you're going to get better engagement because you're putting effort into it. And I can tell you this, emails are not the top thing anymore. And if that's what you're relying on, then you've got to be careful because people get inundated with too many emails and they don't even check them anymore. If you want to stay with people, you've got to be sending them a video through Facebook or you've got to be sending them a video through social media or you've got to be texting, sending them a text alert about their appointments. But if you can start by branding your communication and having a branded message that goes out to your patients from you, professional video, not just, you know, not the selfie video, this isn't the time for selfie video, but a professional video of you that educates your people on an ongoing basis, people love to see video of people they know. They'll watch it, and then they'll probably share it with someone else they know, and that will help you share your message to more people because they'll be pushing it out. And I agree with you. I think, you know, when you're branding yourself nowadays, you've got to go heavy in the social media, reduce the amount of script, go more video, and consistency is important. Content, content, content. And, and especially if you want to brand yourself as unique and different, finding that niche and being consistent on, especially Facebook and YouTube on a regular basis. But old school as well with your email. I, we like to send an email blog every, every week just to keep, it keeps a reminder to our patients out there and if they miss it on email, they'll pick it up on Facebook. Yes, and they will. And that's the thing. If you can keep it where you're reaching them in different manners, look, if it's an older population, they're going to absolutely read their emails every day. If it's a younger population, they're going to hit up those text messages and social media. And there's people that are in that swing group where they're going to check everything. So they're going to be checking their emails. They're going to be checking their texts. They're going to be checking social media. Because the reality is most of your patients don't have 5,000 friends on their friends list like most of us chiropractors do, right? They probably have three or 400 people on there. So when they see your stuff, it will actually pop up. Absolutely. Hey, Kathy, let's talk about, um, let's talk about um, how doctors on this call can actually get hold of you. How can they get more information about uh, Kathy Wynn Colby? How can they reach out to you by email and or phone? So if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to get in touch with me, if you're a woman and you're watching this, is to go and join our Facebook group, which is Women Speakers Club. In the Women Speakers Club, we've got 1,700 plus women that are in there having this conversation about how to get our message out to our target market, how to get our voices heard, how to make sure that we're saying the right thing to the right person at the right time. If you'd like to look into a little bit more of what we do, my website is brandingyourcommunication.com. And on there, we've got information about the different brand-a-thon weekends that we do and our inner circle experience and some of the products that we offer that can help you create the videos that will catapult you into the, you know, that the stratosphere by having you constantly in your space, in your community space, so that they know who you are, they like you, they trust you, and they stay engaged with you. All right. So, hey, Kathleen, let's just, as we come to the end of this call, um, let's just, I want you to reach into your, your bag of magic tricks, Aaron. You know, branding, marketing, communicating, uh, it's, it's sometimes difficult for doctors and they have to sometimes be able to get over that fear. They have to really look for their uniqueness. What's one thing that if you want to end this call with, what's one thing if you were to give um, a golden nugget to our, our listeners, what would that be? Most important thing is to stop waiting. 
Stop waiting until you think your message is perfect. Stop waiting until you think you're going to get better because the longer you wait, the longer it takes. My advice to you is to start now. Start figuring out who your ideal patient is. Start figuring out your target market. Start figuring out what their values are and start figuring out how to craft a message that speaks to those people. And then record it. Even if it is a selfie video, start recording it and critique it and then record it again and critique it and get yourself comfortable having that conversation in front of a camera, even if it's a cell phone, <laughs> so you can get to the point where then you can have that conversation in front of a professional filming crew that can record you and produce excellent quality videos that you can then share on your social media. Sometimes handheld selfie videos are okay, but yeah. sometimes you need that professional quality stuff. So you've got to have a good mix of them. So start practicing now. So my biggest tip, don't wait until you're ready. Start now, learn how to do it. I agree, fire ready aim. And I'm excited, Kath, because we okay. have used one of our 12 speakers at uh, prosperitysummit.net. It's coming up in Richmond, Virginia, October 27th, 28th. So any of the doctors listening that would like to uh, meet Kathy, come out and listen to her message from stage. It's prosperitysummit.net. Love to have you guys uh, join us uh, and, uh, and, and meet us there. So Kathy, one last time, how can they get hold of you? So check me out on brandingyourcommunication.com or email me at ice.byc at gmail.com. So ice.byc at gmail.com. That's a hot email. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us, uh, Kathy. Uh, and Docs, thanks for being on this call tonight. Really appreciate you sharing the message and helping us getting us to the world. Uh, brandingyourcommunication.com, prosperitysummit.net, guys, to learn more and meet Kathy. Thanks for being on our master talk tonight, everybody. And Kathy, thank you for um, sharing your, your wisdom and your expertise. Have a great night, guys, and we'll see you on your next Master Talk. I'd love to have you subscribe, comment, like, and share this video with your friends. And don't forget to go to www.chiropractic-masters.com for more free practice building tools.